Greetings, everyone. We are back to the Beyond 30 podcast. We've got someone new today. It's this is Anne, and I'm with my good friend Jen. Jen, we've got somebody new. I know. It's so fun. Andrew, welcome hello, hello. to the podcast. Glad to be here. Yeah. Jen, what do you like about Andrew? Ooh, Andrew is one of the best thinkers Ooh, and is oh, wow. constantly challenging my thinking. Also, I think we enjoy the same theological mm. um, thinking and yeah. pursuit. And so you are constantly throwing out fun um, thoughts and ideas and articles and quotes. And I really enjoy that. Well, thanks for that. That's very kind. Yeah, that was fun. He also shaved his beard, so he looks like he's, you know. I look like an infant. It's fine. <laughs> I have a three-month-old. We look very similar right did now. Did your kids, um, were they startled? Were they? Did they comment on it? Uh, yeah, my son, Asher. Uh, who's I, three? Who's three, he, he came in and I was like, oh, what do you think about daddy's hair? And he said, dad, your hair looks crazy. <laughs> Which is funny because <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's That's gone. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we're welcoming Andrew today to Beyond 30 and excited about that. So glad to have you yeah. here. Inviting the, the time we take after Sunday is just to extend the conversation, right? To talk a little bit more about what we talked about on Sunday. Today's kind of fun too because Jen and I were both traveling this past weekend and and so haven't had a chance to, to listen to services as of yet, but we yeah. will do that. So we're excited to, Andrew, to welcome you here mm-hmm. and hear a little bit about the message and, and the way. So let's talk about the way. Can you recap, Andrew, for us? Yeah, excellent. So I was at service, um, Pastor Colin was preaching, and you know this week he was talking about reconciliation as one of these practices. Practice uh, number three, Practice right? number three in, in which we engage in the way as we follow Jesus. And so he defined reconciliation this way. It is ending estrangement and restoring right relationship. Mm. Um, and so, you know, principally he was opening us up in 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21 and looking at this message and this ministry of reconciliation that we've been given as people who follow Jesus. Uh, And one of his key statements was that our purpose um, is to share the message that we can be reconciled with God because of Jesus. And so he gave kind of three main uh, points out of the text in in how we ought to practice reconciliation. And so he said, first, we need to see people uh, like Jesus sees them, um, to recognize them as not issues, not problems, um, but to see them for who God created them to be, Mm. not what's been done to them, not what they've done incorrectly, but who God intended them to be in his design and his creation of them. Second was to embrace our purpose, that if we follow Jesus, if we've been made new in him, we are new people with new visions and new purposes for life that are different than the ones that we might have begun with. Sure. Uh, and then lastly, that we're to share God's message. And uh, he dug into this idea that there's no plan B that God has for the reconciling of the world to himself, but that it's the church, that he has entrusted the church with his gospel. Um, and so he, he kind of walked through these, these four areas that we've talked through um, since the very beginning about, you know, our first parents broke four things mm-hmm. in the world, uh, relationship with self, with God, with others, and with the world. And so Colin kind of walked through those four issues, those four areas, and asked some questions um, for us to really think about and respond to this week as we consider reconciliation or our role in it. And so along self, the question is, am I living from God's grace or for it? Mm-hmm. Uh, with relationship to God, the question is, am I prioritizing what God 
prioritizes. In relationship with others, the question is, am I seeing people the way that God does? Mm -hmm. And then lastly, in terms of the world, the question is, am I participating in God's mission to the world? So that's kind of a a, a broad recap of what Colin preached on Sunday. Yeah. Jen, do you want to respond to that? One thing I want to ask questions about, just I love the phrase of of to see people how God sees them. Yeah, that's just what was bouncing back in my mind. Yeah. That seems... That seems really different mm. than how the how culture operates, mm. right? I don't think that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about that. I was speaking with someone last night about a frustrating uh, relationship that I have with someone or someone that frequently frustrates me mm-hmm. as of late. Mm-hmm. And I was saying I really just need to come before the Lord and ask for his his picture of them because it's hard to not have compassion for someone when you are seeing someone the way that, that God sees them. And I was just saying, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss in some of just, you know, frequent frustration where it's not anything relationally damaging. It's just annoyance to be honest. And a lot of it is just annoyance about motives or annoyance about things like that, you know? And, um, I was just saying, man, I just, I need to see them the way God sees them because it is hard to not have compassion and to not love and want to see the best and want to believe the best when you're seeing someone that way. And it's so true. That's, that is such a clear first step of reconciliation. How do you, uh, how do you do that? I mean, (laughs) I mean, we're telling we need to, but can we just, I mean, Mm. that takes some work. Yeah. Right. How do you do that? Well, I think, uh, I'm by no means an expert. I'd love to Andrew's thoughts on this too. Um, but I think the first step is just surrendering my own mm. arrogance and mm. my own um, pride of thinking. Because truly, if I'm annoyed or frustrated with someone, it's likely because my expectations aren't being met or because um, I am disappointed about something. And, and that can be valid, but that also often comes from my own pride or arrogance or the way I want things to be, you know? And so I think the first step is just setting that aside and saying, you know, that's not what needs to or ought to lead my emotions or my perspective of people. So I'd say that's maybe a first step. Mm -hmm. Andrew, what do you think? I I think that's excellent. Yeah. So there's this quote that I really love from, uh, this is 20th century, 20th century Sri Lankan pastor. His name's DT Niles. And he has this quote, it's about evangelism, but I think that we can, broaden it in, in terms of thinking about other areas of reconciliation, sure. um, not merely to God, but to others as well. And he says this, evangelism is just one beggar telling another mm. where to find bread. What I love about that is kind of what you're, you're mentioning, Jen, <laughs> about starting with humility is that it, it places our perspective of self mm. in the midst of seeking re- reconciliation in a low spot of mm. recognizing you know, somebody may have wronged me or I may see somebody else's fault so clearly, but I need to begin in the spot of wow, seeing yeah. I am a beggar. I am yeah. hungry. I yeah. am right. lowly. I am needy. And it's only in the bread of life. It's only in Jesus that I can be reconciled to right. God, that I am being made whole. Like anything that is good in me or that's right in me, it's not from me. Like that's from wow. God as he has, in, has infused me with life through his Holy Spirit. So yeah, I think that's a really good mm. good part of it is when we begin with humility, when we begin with recognizing our need in all of those four areas of reconciliation, I think that's the only way we can really mm. actually go into it. And particularly as we think about you know evangelism, um, 
bringing the message of the gospel or bringing the ministry of reconciliation yeah. of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That idea of telling another beggar where to find bread. Uh, one of my uh, professors at seminary added this little addendum to the end of the <laughs> quote, and he would said, you know, it's, it's telling another where to find bread and then eating it with them. Mm. Wow. Uh, this idea that I, I can't I merely yeah. give you like just a message of good mm-hmm. news. Like my calling is to come alongside you and like alongside you as an equal, eat the bread of life. Yeah. Enjoy who God is, participate in relationship and receive from him mm-hmm. together. Yeah. That's lovely. So if I'm hearing, hearing you correctly, you can really, I mean, the practice of uh, reconciliation can only happen if you see yourself in proper mm-hmm. perspective as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, how can we encourage somebody else? What, Jen? Well, what's funny about that is our fourth practice next week is humility. And oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it flows together so well. And even thinking back through the many, many conversations that um, came before this series, we smiled at how God had led us to these things in a lot of individual ways. But as we looked at the flow of them, they each depend on each other in so many ways. And I think that's what makes it such a sweet series for me is seeing it is so all encompassing Mm -hmm. that you can't choose one of them, you know, um, you can't just pick reconciliation without humility and you can't have humility without then becoming a reconciler. And, you know, it's so interconnected and the rest of them, I won't sneak peek all of them, (laughs) but the rest of them too flow so beautifully together of, um, yeah, they depend on each other in such a neat way. I really appreciate that. I mean, you're talking about the totality of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Really, that's excellent. Yeah. Andrew, can you say that definition again for what reconciliation really is as Colin addressed that? Yeah, as Colin defined reconciliation on Sunday, it was ending estrangement and restoring right relationship. Okay. And so we are called, uh, let's talk about that. How do we, how do we help that happen too? I mean, we're supposed to help others with that process as we are engaged in that in ourselves. Thanks to Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think... You know, one of the things that I love about this series is this this kind of fourfold perspective mm-hmm. on, on each of the practices mm-hmm. and seeing how, you know, it works out not merely in my personal relationship with God, but my relationship with self yeah. and with mm-hmm. others and really with the world at large. And that's, I mean, that's so multifaceted mm-hmm. and it, it's so much to it. And I think expanding my perspective on reconciliation is a big part of, of how it happens. You know, think about uh, in Colossians, there's this beautiful passage around who Jesus is and what he's done. And right in the middle of Colossians 1, there's this section that says, For in him, Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Mm -hmm. him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, Mm -hmm. making peace by the blood of his cross. And I think that that kind of is a is a good starting point and like continuing point in the midst of pursuing reconciliation that I have to begin uh, with the blood of Jesus on the Mm -hmm. cross. Like I Mm -hmm. have to begin at this point in which all things are reconciled and that this fourfold like relational um, capacity that we have that, yeah. that Christ came to reconcile all of those mm-hmm. things. Right. And that when I see that, I think it begins to, to capture wonder and capture awe for me and capture purpose and interest <laughs> mm-hmm. because this is like no small thing. Like this is an amazing <laughs> thing. Like this is a big enough yeah. thing that yeah. like I can go deep and there's still more complexity. Yeah. Like, and I, I can continue to explore and there's still more interest and there's still more beauty. 
Um, and it is, it's something that is long lasting and it's eternal and it's significant and it's worthwhile. And so I think, you know, for me, as I think about pursuing reconciliation, uh, a lot of it is like lifting my eyes from, you know, the, just the task of sharing the gospel or seeking peace or seeking justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to do those things, I have to look up and see God's plan and purpose for this is so massive and so wonderful that it just compels <laughs> me and pulls me along to, mm-hmm. to participate in, in this work of the ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so attractive. I mean, the whole idea that you're not just doing this for, I mean, the, the, the wonder and the awe that you speak of, I mean, and how that moves you forward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love it. Hmm. I love it. Jen, what were you thinking? You well, I it just made me want to look at the word reconciling in scripture and mm-hmm. um, just a tiny, tiny look at the Greek. Um, it is the combination of two words of alongside and um, exchange. And so just that mm-hmm. idea of to reconcile something is to change alongside. Like I like that idea of reconciliation this process, but it's also this exchange of what our initial disposition or presuppositions may lead us to think about something or someone to reconcile is to exchange that for something, but it's alongside and it's towards something towards a different purpose and a different goal. Mm. Yeah, it's good. This is a very active process, right? It's not Mm -hmm. just a, you know, very active process. What? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking too. This is our first practice of the doing, if you will. And mm-hmm. so yeah. we talked initially about how our first two of the seven are more about being. It was um, our being with God, our intimacy with God, and then our Sabbath, our rest mm-hmm. with God. And so this is the first practice that's more um, active, if you will. The others are active, right. certainly, but. Um, yeah, it's cool thinking about the doing, the action. This requires a lot of laying down of ourselves and our desires and pursuing something different and choosing something different because of Christ, because mm-hmm. it flows from our intimacy with God. That's yeah, good. that's such a good point. I mean, because, I mean, I love that we began, I mean, similar to how the Ten Commandments go, and yeah. like their vision for you know the moral Christian life is that being with God is first and it is what actually enables you and right. empowers you to do all this doing mm-hmm. for God. And I, I love how that, that gets to looking at the person, not merely as someone who does actions, right. uh, that we are more than just what we do. That's a huge part of us, mm-hmm. but that there is an internal reality uh, that is being changed in us. And that that is like what we do flows out of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this, uh, there's this beautiful little booklet by J.I. Packer. It's called Evangelism and the Sovereignty mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And he has, I mean, the whole thing is just mind-blowing and wonderful. But there's mm-hmm. this section that's really cutting to me. Like, you know, I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, this is good theology. These are good <laughs> thoughts. And then he has a couple of paragraphs that are just like, oh, you see my soul. And you're coming into it like a surgeon. This hurts. And it's really good for me at the same time. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't ready for this. I don't this. know. Anne, are you ready for whatever this is about uh, to be? So he says this. It is a tragic and ugly thing when Christians lack desire and are actually reluctant to share the precious knowledge that they have with others whose need of it is just as great as their own. And this is the kicker. He says, there's something very wrong with us if we do not ourselves find it natural 
to act in this way. Mm-hmm. Let us be quite clear about that. And I think, like that he says, there's something very mm-hmm. wrong with us. It's not like mm. there's, very, there's something very wrong with like the way that you're thinking about this. <laughs> right. It's like, no, 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 like at the core, at the core of yeah. you, there is, there's something out of line. There is mm-hmm. something like out of touch that is like not calibrated correctly in the way that I am relating to God mm. and that I'm relating to myself if I'm not engaging in reconciliation yeah. for others and for the world. Yeah. So well said. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, it, and I, it, it kind of takes away the whole question of, you know, some people say, well, which, what's more important to be or to do? Mm. To be, it's a silly question. Yeah. yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And it's, I mean, I love that it both doesn't make sense and it doesn't make sense biblically. Like right. faith and works, two sides right. of the same coin. Right. These are not like opposing forces yeah. right. in, in the biblical narrative. These mm-hmm. are, these go together. Yeah. It's not a choice. Mm. So excellent. Anything else about, like, just as we talk about this, Mark's about how we can make it more practical? I mean, it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of big stuff here, too, mm-hmm. right? Big thoughts, and I, I think that's great. But any other thoughts on how to make it more practical, practical as far as being, uh, um, I don't know, the thought that comes to my head is like an agent of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't seem enough. I mean, that, but a messenger of reconciliation, uh, an advocate for reconciliation. Ambassador, even, as the text says later on in 2 Corinthians 5. I'm not sure if we said that or not. If you missed the message, the main text was 2 Corinthians 5. Was it 6 to 21? I think it was more full um, of a text. Yeah, he focused on 16 through 21. 16 through 21. Looks at some other stuff, too. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I think, well, we were talking about ambassadors and reconciliation my community group last night as we're discussing the series and it was really neat um one of the women in my group um we were talking about what that looks like as we as followers of jesus relate to those who are not followers of jesus and as i love the missions aspect being part of reconciliation and one of the things she was saying was how easy it is for us as believers to default to this idea that those who don't follow Jesus are lost and they are, that is true. But when we use that language and almost to people who aren't followers of Jesus and in front of them, it has such a demeaning and discouraging, Mm. um, approach that I think so much of this idea of reconciliation is developing a deep love for the one's, that you think wrongly of or um, um, yeah, the ones to whom you have this disposition of negativity or of arrogance, even whatever that looks like, there's so many things, but that this idea of being an ambassador and reconciling comes or ought to come and best comes from this great love and even seeing how Christ loved us Um, you know, before (laughs) we were lovable and before we turned to him and out of no merit of our own. And I think often we miss that in relating to other people and we almost wait for them to earn our reconciliation or I don't know. Um, It's like you're, I mean, going back to what we're talking about before a little bit, but it's like you're looking at people as different. Right. 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 Uh, we, we are no different. Right. Right? Yeah, that's good, Ian. It's just that they're looking at people, and, and, and once you start looking at people as different for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. 
we it's almost like we allow a place for the enemy a pocket for the enemy to work mm-hmm. where that arrogance or judgment or fill in the blank yeah can creep in yeah you know when we are all in need of this we mm-hmm. all have had this broken relationship on hmm. this yeah as i think about practical response to reconciliation you know I, I go back to colin's kind of third point and talking about sharing god's message that there's no plan b for the message of mm. reconciliation other than the church that god has entrusted his church yeah. mm-hmm. with the gospel I like that. and so i think you know, for anybody listening out there that means that you can't do this on your own that means no. that you have no. to be doing this with yeah like the local expression of the church where mm. you are and so because we need the diversity of experience right. and wisdom and knowledge that comes in a local body and so i think you know, whether that's with your community group and rallying together to be thinking about and be praying for and engaging the people mm-hmm. in your community and in your neighborhood, that's engaging with your church, as they're partnering with local organizations to bring justice mm-hmm. and to bring like biblical, true, like peace order into your city. Or if you're partnering with your church to right. do this abroad as well, to bring the gospel where it has right. not yet gone, to partner with the church as it is in you know, it's early stages of development with different people groups. I think that's a big piece of it is um, this is way too overwhelming for one <laughs> Christian to do right. on their own. Like if I think about how does Andrew do this? Mm. I can't. It's impossible yeah. for right. me. It is when I am part of the body and bringing who God has created me to be in my gifts. Right. And then together we're leveraging those for the sake of reconciliation right. uh, as God is renewing the world and bringing it back to himself. Um, I think that that is, that's the key. <laughs> Yeah, we really need each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's beyond Nona Church, beyond, I mean, mm-hmm. it's the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Any other thoughts, things you guys are thinking that we want to make sure we say today in our conversation after? I feel like we need coffee or something with this. <laughs> yeah. Some good coffee right here. We always need good coffee. Yeah, we, that's true. That's just We always baseline. need good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts I want to make sure that we expand upon today just uh, as the conversation continues? Yeah, I mean, I would close my thoughts out with where Colin closed it um, at the end. He said there's kind of two responses broadly. Um, For the believer, it is the idea of realize your purpose. And for one who's not yet believed, not yet followed Jesus, it's recognize your need. And um, in speaking to the believer who might be listening, I think about like that idea of realize your purpose, like that is so essential. If you just engage in reconciliation because it sounds like an ought, which it is an ought, mm-hmm. but if you if you stop there, right, um, you probably won't last very long. Mm-hmm. You probably won't enjoy it, and you'll probably miss the point entirely along the way. But if you see this as this is my purpose, like mm-hmm. that's what I've been built for, to engage in something that is eternal, that's long lasting, to engage in something that's significant and worthwhile. Wow. That's like, that's going to fuel you through the Holy Spirit. That's going to just give you the drive that you need to do the hard work of reconciliation because it's not easy. It's not fun. It makes you feel like you're a beggar telling another one where to find (laughs) bread. And that doesn't sound enjoyable in America. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. My thoughts are just, oh man, what a big task before us, you know, just to think of reconciliation as this ongoing, I could probably sit and try to think for a moment what and who and where do I need reconciliation in my life right now and my five minute list would barely scratch the surface of my one hour list if I just you know it's everywhere and and it's ongoing in the need in relationships with the people that we love but also with 
in our relationships with the people in our world and in our yeah. community and in our, you know, in our any aspect of yeah, our lives, totally. you know? And so I think it feels daunting right now to think mm-hmm. how could a little conversation begin to to make moves towards reconciliation. And I'm reminded of um, one of the quotes that Colin has shared in the past of where you cannot do everything, do something, you know, Mm, where, where you cannot just, we cannot achieve reconciliation in every relationship in our lives today, but we could make a move towards it today, you know? So I Mm -hmm. wonder what today, if there's someone that's coming to your mind that, you know, you need, reconciliation with whether it's a past hurt or an offense maybe that you have caused that you need to seek forgiveness for or is the Lord stirring in your heart to travel overseas to serve an unreached people group or to give in a way that supports that if Mm -hmm. you aren't able to go or yeah what is something today that you can take a step towards reconciliation recognizing that we live in a reality that we have been reconciled to God Mm-hmm. in the peace that we experience in our lives in our ability even to have these conversations and to come before the Lord in prayer and to experience intimacy with him and to practice Sabbath rest. All of this is because we have been reconciled, mm-hmm. you know, and it's because of what we see in second Corinthians five, where we look at the way that God has so loved us and so cared for us that he in his great kindness and in his great mercy has um, chosen to to make him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God. I mean, that is wild. Crazy, yeah. right? you know? crazy good. Crazy good. Bonkers, yeah. as Andrew <laughs> might say. <laughs> yeah. So today, what can we do today to take a step towards that? Well, it so fits, you know, one of the things we say at Nona Church uh, all the time, uh, probably an exaggeration, but lots of the time, right, is we're just trying to encourage each other, each other to take your next best step mm-hmm. in following Jesus. And what you're saying today is that reconciliation is not a one-time thing for us. Mm-hmm. It is an active process. Yeah. And that active process, if we looked at that, is a series of steps. Mm-hmm. And so what we're saying today is what's your next step to each of us? in being an ambassador of reconciliation. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. All right, so then I pray for us, and uh, we'll close out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great. Yeah, I love the day today. Heavenly Father, we adore you, mm-hmm. and we know that you absolutely, infinitely, totally, completely love us. Thank you for being for us. Thanks for setting up a crazy good plan to restore us yeah. to you. Yeah. Help us to be ambassadors of reconciliation on this planet, in the church, to all people. Help us to see people as no different than ourselves. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for you. (laughs) Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Andrew, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It was enjoyable. Andrew, doesn't Ian have the dreamiest podcast (laughs) voice you've ever heard? Yeah, it's like I'm on fresh air right now. (laughs) And I want you to, like, record reading a story or something and I'm going to listen to that before I fall asleep. Yeah, Is that next, weird? Next it will be bedtime stories. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. Excellent. Well, thanks for everybody for being with us today. Andrew, please come back again. It's great to have you here. Glad to be here. Take care. <laughs>